Welcome back to another GCZ podcast. This is going to be our sort of anniversary episode. Um, we're looking back at GCZ's first year. Um, I can't believe it's been a year. Um, and honestly, this episode to uh, to get it recorded, it's been quite hectic. It has been postponed several times. <laughs> um, but we're finally here. Um, and just to get into it, can we just go around and sort of introduce ourselves again, I guess, um, what we're doing Gen Control Z, what we do in life, and starting with the two editors-in-chief. I can go first. Uh, first of all, thank you, Farang. And yes, it has been very hectic, which I think just really summarizes the spirit of Gen Control Z very well. I don't know how, what that says about us, but like I think the chaoticness um, is quite appropriate. I am Angtu. I am one of the co-founders and um, it's still weird to call myself editor-in-chief because it doesn't feel like it because we've been doing this thing remotely for like we've never met literally like it's just a string of friends that I know and then they the, those friends interact that's how I can summarize <laughs> to me um, but I basically do most of the things delegating stuff uh, I, I'm thinking about what I wrote in my LinkedIn, <laughs> if that helps. I'm just like the cheerleader of Gen Coaching Z. It's like, hey, please do this. But yeah, and I am also a sociology student at the University of Bristol, sort of um, barely hanging on to a thread with all the deadlines. But yeah, I'm generally thriving in my academic spaces. I'm Faye. I'm supposed to be the co-editor-in-chief to, um, to the entire GCC, but I kind of don't feel like it since just like um and do i i'm just a cheerleader for the team and i i help around so it's not sort of it's not like we have a job like a job description or anything anyways i'm going to be a student in communication studies this year and oh i'm a writer i'm, I'm a disabled writer and neurodivergent writer and an editor for Journal and also a book reviewer. And other than that, I like watching movies. <laughs> I don't know what to say. That's a very stacked CV already. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's a nice CV right there. Next up, we've got our team coordinator, Michelle, who has been honestly the lifesaver for this. Uh, especially our presence in online. Like all the posts we've been doing, all the stuff, it's her. She's the mastermind. She reminds people that we still exist. Would you like to introduce yourself? That's a very nice way of putting it. I remind people that they still exist. But um, thank you for all the validation. But I think the only reason I'm doing, I'm the one keeping the online thing afloat because I'm the only one on a gap year and everyone else has stacked schedules. So I, well, I have the time. So like, why not just contribute to the magazine as much as I can? So yes. I'm the team coordinator. I also do the web design, web maintenance. So I upload the stuff on Squarespace for our website. And I'm also the marketing manager. We don't really do labels, I think, in GCZ. But I do marketing. That's basically, it's a collaborative effort. I help with the marketing. I do posts and all that. Yeah, I like the label thing because really, like, it's very hard to give a set of names because then one person does at least, like, five people's jobs. Yeah. I know. Faye, I know like you do translations, you do editing as well. Um, Don't I forget do... that Michelle is also doing translations. She did a great job. Barely. With, um, Erasure's forthcoming essay. 
And she also does transcription of videos. So does Fengang. I also do translations and art and marketing. And Ziyap, he does all of the above as well. So really, it's, you know, we do not believe in labels. We are a modern <laughs> um, organization, yes. So for me, I'm Fengang. I've got the label of head editor, but I also do a lot of other random stuff. Depends on the circumstance, like I translate. Um, I have posted a translation actually on our website as well, but I've also done illustrations for our first issue. And sometimes I help out with marketing if I have the time, but it really depends. And yeah, like our other members, like uh, Ziyap, he does translation at times as well, marketing finance, whatever. <laughs> I'm language and culture student in which I'm actually specializing in translation studies. And I'm hoping to become like a commercial translator, not so much as literature. I mean, I think it would be quite nice to translate a book I like at some point in time, but it's not like my main goal. Yeah, so that's our little introductions. Now we would like the editors in chief, quote unquote, um, <laughs> to tell us a bit about the story behind Gen Control Z and how do you think about it as it's been a year since then? It's crazy. Where do we begin? The thing is like talking to you three, you all, you've all been there. You were there in the beginning. So you understand like just how hectic it was, but it's very hard to sort of describe the feeling of going from, I'm just a student to I have created something and that something is tangible and not only that but people engage with that and not only that but people take inspiration from it but the way that it started was just uh very random so I started I was on Instagram I had a hiatus do, uh, do not ask me why I was just being dramatic when I came back I wanted to just highlight a lot of my friends as like art because they had um, produced so much in the year that I was gone. And so I just kept reposting their art. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be great if there was a platform that would highlight how amazing these people are? Because um, they, are, they are students. And so they, the level of their art is very meaningful to a lot of uh, demographics, but it's not sort of seen as sort of legit art if you know what I mean, it's just like, oh, it's just student art. It's it's a bit harder for them to like submit to high organizations, uh, for them to receive a lot of attention uh, and acknowledgement. So it just dawned on me that like I've always wanted to to do something creative. I like I I am a poet and I write, but I don't think I do it well. And I've realized that actually, what if instead of pursuing writing, I helped people pursue writing. Um, and here's where the interesting part comes is I started texting Faye because Faye and I, we have so many overlapping interests. We sort of helped, like Faye helped me discover the industry and I cannot be thankful enough. And she helped me start writing again. But when I texted her saying that, hey, well, what if we just like start a magazine? She literally just messaged me saying I was going to ask you the same thing. So it was inevitable. Jenko Chosi was inevitable. And from from that from then on, it just started staggering events just started going. So and then I started messaging some sort of friends I thought would be interested in the in the project. So Michelle, you were there. 
you were there since its conception, you witnessed it all, and you helped um, co-found the name, I guess, through very random bursts of brainstorms. And then I texted Fulang and Ziap, and they all agreed, and here we are. I don't think I have anything to add, except for that um, we just hope that this um, yeah, this magazine can be a space where you know, marginalized voices can find um, a safe space, you know, um, because as neurodivergent writers ourselves, you know, me and, uh, and Antu and some other of our, of our team members as well, and then that we also come from most of us actually from Southeast Asian countries was uh, a few from the Middle East and well we're basically everywhere so it's a wonderful mix I guess it's like a an assortment of candy I guess <laughs> if you can put it that way and I guess in that assortment of candy as you lovely put um, a lot of our stories and bodies are not represented in the mainstream culture or like the mainstream artistic culture um so like when Faye and I were brainstorming and thinking about it we were mainly thinking we want to create a space where voices like ours sort of matters and um are given centrality so like our experiences and everything and we can just very freely express ourselves without the fear of am I doing this well am I doing it good enough am I abiding by the standards of the publishing industry because it is really scary but at the same time it shouldn't the whole model of drinking trilogy is just we all start somewhere so that's why it's sort of messy that's why it's a bit raw that's why it's a bit chaotic what however you define chaoticness um it doesn't mean that it's not well done i was at a quite hard well i was struggling a bit at the time when um Angtu reached out to me about this project. And I think I mentioned it in the first episode as well, um, was that this project was really nice to have as a distraction from all the other mental things that was happening uh, in my head and in the world. Um, so yeah, it was it was very nice. And you know, I I never really met Michelle or Faye. Like I've met Angtu in real life at one point. Um, I mean, we met before this happened, all the way back, and we yeah. did meet up for Christmas, but I never met Michelle or Faye, but a year has gone by, and like, I, especially with Faye, I find out that we've got a lot of interest, um, similar interest, and again, Faye has been indispensable um, for, she's introduced me to a bunch of different things I never thought of. She helped me, you know, with that first essay I published with Asymptote. She helped me figure out how to pitch it and like, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, read through one of my draft to see. Yeah, and then Michelle has been just fun to talk to. <laughs> Especially, I really enjoy our talk about um, Spider-Man. It's really enjoyable. Um, how about you, Michelle? How, how do you feel? It's it's very wholesome hearing all of this, like the friendships. Maybe <laughs> what was that that quote? Like maybe maybe the lesson we learned was the friendships we made along the way. I'm pretty sure it's not that, but anyway, it's 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 so weird thinking that it's already been a year. Cause um, I remember the day March 23 when this whole GCC thing was born. It was just out of nowhere. I think it was probably the week before Easter term break. 
and I was having dinner in the cafeteria with Anne. And she was very excited because she's like, oh, I have this, this idea because I'm going to start an art magazine with my friend Faye, who you probably know because she's also Indonesian. And then she was just pitching the whole thing and I loved it. And I remember like trying to eat my dinner, but I was just so excited hearing her be excited. So it was kind of hard to eat, but like that really got me riled up because around that time, weirdly enough, I was also starting to feel kind of burnt out because of A-levels and everything was online at the time and school wasn't very fun. So, and I was like going through peer pressure because I, I thought all of my friends back home, they're starting a nonprofits and stuff for their IB. And I thought, oh, when am I going to do something meaningful with my life? It's not to do with academics. And Anne just came along with this perfect opportunity. Like, oh, you can be a part of our magazine if you want. <laughs> so it just came out at the right time. So I remember just the entire Easter break was conquered by starting Gen Control Z, like making the website, doing the design, everything about it. And even coming up with the name, it was really weird because I remember we... We were brainstorming in my room right after dinner, and we were so tired at that point. And then you were like, oh, we're going to do something about Gen Z. Let's put Gen Z in the name. And I was like, oh, what about Gen Control Z? Because it's like undo. And I think we were both really sleepy at that point. But you're like, oh, my God, that's a good idea. And somehow it stuck. But that's that's mostly what I remember from the Genesis, just like days of just being in my room and making that Squarespace website and learning CSS coding, even though I'm not good at coding. It's just a lot of fun memories of building it and getting to know more of the people in our team or just Anne's friends. Not really team members yet, but mostly people Anne knew from school. But yeah, I think that's, that's. I mean, it's it's nice to know that I kind of see most of you guys as kind of friends now more than just like acquaintances or just other team members, because I feel like I've gotten to know all of you over the course of this year through your blog posts, through your work on Notion, through the way you chat on group chats. It's just very wholesome and I'm very grateful to have found this community of people. Well, now you're gonna make us cry and we're not even 20 minutes in. <laughs> um, you know, it's gotta happen at some point, I think, you know, especially with everyone on the edge of courseworks and stuff. Anyway, not going to it. <laughs> so I guess um, we can go around now and sort of share like, the most fun thing we've done. Um, I mean, if Michelle sort of tapped into it a bit already, but like the favorite project we've done so far um, for GCC or something that you've sort of got on for GCC. Um, yeah, Michelle basically said one of the first things, which was like the most fun was probably starting it because it was sort of uncharted territory and learning all these new things and feeling like, hey, I'm doing something that's like real because before this, I've never really done anything that's tangible. Like I've always done writing on the side. I've always sort of, I've drawn, I've written some songs, but like it's never been a creation and it's out there in the world and that other people also perceive it. It's not just from my perception. And as Michelle was saying, like at the time, a lot of our friends were creating businesses, starting businesses, starting nonprofits, starting organizations. And the the act of creation has always been something that we've done, but it's never been something that we felt like we we sort of achieved fully. So I think that was the most fun part. Uh, it was the the adventure of it, really. And um, the adventure has not stopped. It, um, I'm saying this. I am a bit exhausted by it, but at the same time, the fact that it's a, the passion is still there, and I can still see it in all my team members, and I'm so surprised because all my group projects until now have always failed 
<laughs> because the team members were never truly in it and it was only me sort of dragging it dragging its corpse around but um i am truly like honored that i get to work with people alongside people that um just have this unbridled passion and this fire so like it's not just one fire that keeps it going it's like everybody leans on each other so like no one truly has to have the burden of everything even though i feel like michelle like just give us some of your work you're doing too much girl but um like otherwise it it doesn't feel too overwhelming and um we haven't truly like had disagreements which is great because i am not good at confrontation but what are there some fun stuff i i don't know i i guess oh like as in fun as in enjoyment really um it's like the group calls because i remember in 2021 um i had to quarantine for three weeks in a hotel and that was great but like what kept me really sane was just like the weekly gcz calls it was not only like even in the sort of businessy calls we still sort of joked around and we kept on our inside jokes and sometimes we would do some um I don't I don't want to call it team building because then it sounds very businessy and I'm sure Zip is cringing right now somewhere in Canada but it, we would just play games together and it was so silly and so fun yeah um I think I agree with Enzu um the the group calls are always the best um especially when we um had fun playing games with each other which actually reminds me of um something that I want to pitch to you guys later to play this Southeast Asian horror game that I think you guys might like. But um yeah, that's for later. But other than that, other than the then the group calls, I really do think that just us supporting each other and being there for each other. Look, especially when we were um still actively writing on the blog, which is still kind of quiet right now, but when we were quite active on on the blog, we would uh read each other's thoughts, read each other's pieces and give feedback. And I feel like that's such a nice sharing space, like the space of exchanging knowledge, changing experiences and you get to learn a lot from that and I don't know, it's just a really nice feeling of togetherness um that I don't find a lot anywhere and I just feel like you guys are my second family in a way. How about you Michelle? I mean, do you want have any other things cuz you sort of said it, I guess, in your introduction. I kind of do, but I feel bad cuz Anne and Faye have gone for like the wholesome route and say, "Oh, everything we've done." I mean, it's true. I agree with everything 100% you said, but there are some certain memories that kind of stick out in my head cuz um I'm like when we first uh I mean, of course, the creation of the team at first was a good experience, but then even when we started recruiting even more people, that was kind of nice to hear that other students some slightly younger than us but they were kind of um really into the message or just hearing anyone kind of say to us that oh the message behind GCC really resonated resonated with them that's always nice to hear because everything within our vision mission ethos that's a nice word that's a nice word everything within our ethos i completely like 100% agree with and it's always kind of nice to hear that we're not alone in that sentiment that um we all start somewhere of course we're kind of insecure about our work but um we all start somewhere so it's any kind of work is valuable but um 
a funny memory that sticks out in my head is when we first got that first batch of recruits and we had our first quote-unquote team bonding session and Zip insisted on playing Werewolf <laughs> and we spent probably 45 minutes trying to understand the rules of the game. But um, that, that was pretty fun, just getting a bunch of introverts who don't really know each other in a group call and forcing them to play Werewolf even though we didn't understand the game. But it was a really fun. I, I, I tip my hat to Zip for finding entertaining online games we can play. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't there for Cards Against Humanity, which Faye just put in the chat. I was there. Was I wish I was, I was there, there, but I wasn't. But yeah, any any kind of team bonding session is fun. Yeah, and um, we that Scribble session, that was fun. Um, I was introduced that by you guys, actually. I haven't heard of it. Well, I have heard of it, but I've never really played it before. Um, yeah, and then that card against humanity was quite hilarious. Um, I think with Maddie, we even did like a never have I ever. Uh, that was quite interesting, like a nice way to get to know other people. Um, for me, like, you know, besides all of that, like for me, memorable is actually kind of something I did in person. So when I met up with Ang Tu, <laughs> Um, and our sort of trip to Winter Wonderland. I really enjoyed that um, team bonding because you know I was like um, she was staying in my room. She was sleeping on that bed, but <laughs> <laughs> I was sleeping um, in a um, sleeping bag on the floor. You can't well, you guys can't see the floor, but yeah. And I also dragged her to a Christmas Eve kind of party thing <laughs> with some old friends. Um, back from Vietnam. Uh, yeah, so that, that uh, for me, that sticked out, um, that in-person sort of connection. Yeah, I think like, when I look back at sort of the journey, I think a lot about the, the spaces that I worked in. I don't know how relevant this is, but it's like the spaces, like Michelle's room and the lights, sort of the colors in that scene. It was very cinemat cinematic in my brain, like, um, like how we were hunched on your bed and on that tiny on a tiny school chair and and just like sort of pouring into this tiny screen sort of all of our hearts and then when i came back home in vietnam and i using sort of the, the big canva app i felt very professional sort of just um arranging things around um i mean it's yeah the best thing about dreaming to is also that it's quite personal so it's not just this organization that we've created that this collective it's also it's mainly about the people and it's mainly about the memories and what we do with um, these memories. So sort of like Jeng and Chuzi has become a very integral part of my life. And I'm very happy that it's like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to repeat the same thing. But um, now that we've sort of reminiscent on our bonding and this journey so far, I guess what can we say about the future sort of like what um do we have in mind for our future projects either going to start or it's already happening so right now what we have going um is a multilingual chapbook um that one is one of the most exciting uh projects that we have for this year which we hope we will um, finish around uh, Women in Translations month in November um, because we wanted to uh, make you know GCZ a place where not only English works can find a can find a home but 
a lot of different uh, languages can find homes there, you know. And to celebrate our multiculturalism and diversity and be, I don't know, just be embraced in, in the different textures and the different feelings that each language gives us, you know. Thank you, Faye. That was very well explained. And um, yes, keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, the biggest thing that we want to do a year on is to go in print, make it physical, um, make merch, make stickers, make tote bags. Um, and I guess that's a very sort of far-fetched, but uh, really in the future, I just want to continue doing what we're doing. Um, of course, there's like some more projects that we can start, like um, maybe more Instagram content, more sort of infographic sort of content, maybe sort of resource pages to help um, redirect people to uh, valuable information about um, publishing. Because like there are, I, I know there are a lot of resources online, but not a lot of people know about them. So it'd be great to have this like space where we sort of collate all of them in one go so if you need anything just go there and we're, we're constantly on the creative mill to think about new ways to engage and give people the chance to um just be more creative it's sort of yeah to fulfill our ethos because yeah there's also like i want to why do I keep thinking that business terms when I think about this? Expanded to the Vietnamese market. Um, in more human terms, I want to sort of spotlight, yeah, spotlight more sort of uh, the community, the artistic communities that we're in and in the future in more sort of uh, underrepresented artistic communities. Because like, for example, if when you think about Vietnam, you don't think about the sprawling youth as uh, creative communities. They think about all these stereotypical things like the war or the surface level or the food, but they don't think about the people. And when you don't see the art that comes from these people, you don't really understand their subjectivity and their the experiences are not as valued as sort of because like I keep operating in these spaces and the main experience is one that I'm not privy to. Therefore, it would be great to, for example, just spotlight Indonesian artists, Indonesian music, um, Vietnamese music, Vietnamese, uh, Iranian music, um, sort of these cultures that we don't see in art. So that's sort of something that we keep close to our hearts whenever we do all of this. Yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of the aim for all of us is to expand this beyond um, the Anglophone world. Um, not just culturally, but also linguistically. Um, and yeah, that one of the chapbook is one of the projects. Um, website, well, we're still working on it. Sorry, I speak too much, but I keep remembering things. I'm sorry, I will, I will shut up at one point. But um, Faye and I have actually been thinking because uh, we have, there is a precedent of us making like this a multilingual chapbook that is in the, that is in the works. Um, since we're really interested in academic uh, like social issues and we want to sort of discuss it in more detail. So it's not only on a creative dimension, but it's also on a more sort of discursive dimension. I think in the future, we would love to create a space that is more academic. So we, we will talk in more detail about sort of our 
uh, like interest. So for Furang, that would be linguistics, and for Michelle, that would be cinema, and for uh, Faye, it would mainly like disability studies, and for me, it would be postcolonialism. And um, the space, I don't know how it looks like right now, but it could be sort of a collection of resources and sort of mini chapbooks about the the issue. Yeah, because Jenkins like in its creation, it's also quite sort of we have shied away from politics, but politics is part of everything. And we are advocating for something, although we aren't really um, we aren't that we aren't that explicit about it. But I think having a, a space like that in the future would not only um, develop us as thinkers and as uh, students, but also it would help sort of the advocation of these issues and and hopefully engage more people in that respect. What we're doing now is like, I guess, political, but with a small P. Um, you know, it's like, it's more just about the power dynamics within everyday life and whatnot, but we're not talking about like governmental, that high space with a big P. <laughs> but I think that's the thing. I actually, I find it quite frustrating sometimes. Um, so with some of my group projects where I say, you know, there are some political implication in here and they're like, what do you mean? I was like, well, because like, I feel like they, when they say, when I, when we say political, they all always assume it's like governments, like big policies and whatnot. But what I'm just essentially trying to say here is that, you know, it's a, in this thing that we're looking into, um, it has some implications to how people live in everyday life and that relates to the power I know um I feel like it's a term that's been thrown out a lot but yeah so I yeah I mean I think we should be a be feel more comfortable saying that we're somewhat political um with a small p <laughs> um and yeah Y'all just like went on that academic tangent. I was just enjoying. By the way, don't like apologize for talking too much. The entire point of a podcast is for you to talk and share your opinions, and I want to hear your opinions. So, um, I mean, I just see Jen Kuchulzi as a very kind of. I don't want to. I don't. Wanna, I'm not sure if I should use the word, but postmodern entity because like we're so many things at once. And it's not that because we want to like do everything and like we're overly ambitious. It's just that we have so much we want to talk about. We have so much we want to share. We've we're just we've got so many interests because nobody in real life is actually just focused on one thing. Like, okay, we're just gonna do publishing because that's what we're into. But like even in publishing, you can be interested in like the politics side of it, the sociological side of it, the scientific side of it. So I think I'm not trying to justify why we're so random at times. But um yes, what Faye put in the chat, we're very interdisciplinary, which is a term that they use to market my liberal arts course in university. But we we try <laughs> we try to now we try. We we are the way that we are, because that just reflects our interests and who we are as people. Not because we're kind of all. I mean, we are all over the place, but that's not a bad thing. And I think that's what I would like to kind of send off as a message from the entire gender controversy thing. That sometimes people are all over the place, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. I think we should um, maybe rewrite the whole model because that's that was just such a good way to put it. Thank you, Michelle. Like, basically, we are a magazine for complex 21st century identities. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say we are like a process, because like, that's one of the main thing um, my 
um, my cultural um, program director keeps hammering is that culture is a process. It's not an object. It's a process. So it's more about, you know, the journey. Okay, it's going to be, sounds very cheesy, but yeah, it's going to be the journey, not the end goal. <laughs> I forgot to mention in my rant after talking about all that we're all over the place thing, but the actual answer to the actual question, which was favorite upcoming projects or ask, I don't even know anymore. But basically, another thing I'm looking forward to within Jet Control Z, of course, I'm looking forward to the chapbook and the expansion of the, gen, the future of Gen Control Z in general, but I'm also looking forward to continuing this podcast because we've got some exciting things planned and I'm excited to carry it out and edit and just be a podcast bro that I was destined to be. And also maybe even start up the YouTube channel again, use that a bit more. I want to learn how to edit and use that. That's what I'm excited about. Just the media corners of our marketing. Yeah, because we hammer in sort of the interdisciplinariness of our magazine, right? So it would be great to sort of expand into other forms of expression. Um, so like for the YouTube, I was thinking we could have like introductory videos of of what we do in, in a day when we work for Gen Control Z or like edit with me one hour. I know like it, people would want to see that. Because, like, I would want to see that. They do not. They do not. Editing with me for one hour is just me, a cup of coffee, and just me staring at the screen and listening to the same audio clip 15 times to make sure the audio syncs up. It's not a good vibe, guys. And, and <laughs> Nobody t- wants to see that. Just a tear just rolling down. I mean, like, I was thinking you guys could do what you did for um, Instagram recently, a day in the life, like uh, reviewing places, you know, like the library, the fact that it wasn't um, accessible, you know, show it. Because I think it would be quite nice to actually see it because I only heard it through words, you know. Um, I thought it would be something interesting. People would be interested to see. Um, and then Ang Tu could do something. I don't know when you're back in Hanoi. And I could do it, but you have to wait until the summer because I'm not back until the summer. Oh my gosh, honestly, that moment when my dad said, we've got your tickets, I'm just like... <laughs> Going back home to the motherland. Um, I know, yeah. oh my gosh, like... Oh, it's been so frustrating if I haven't been home for a while. And I think I'll probably be bedridden for a week because I remember the last time I didn't go home for a while. I went home and then I get allergic to the pollution. <laughs> Yeah, you need to get for the heat, for the dust, for the pollution, for the for the aggressive like Vietnamesing, for the aggressive Vietnamese personalities, for the traffic. Yeah, man, and possibly you might even get um, food food um, food poisoning because your stomach has been so used to um, <laughs> regulated foods, <laughs> which are not good, by the way. But whatever, that's another discussion. Yeah, like, we can just become bloggers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. The way to describe Jane Control Z is like, yes, we have a message and we have an advocation. But really, it's just a bunch of my friends and I doing the things that we love. That's what, that's what there is to it. Yeah. And I mean, and also, like, I mean, I do hope, like, some of our other te- team members feel, like, still okay to approach us with ideas. 
because sometimes I feel like it's just us bombarding them with like this is what we're thinking <laughs> um but I guess you know everyone's also busy with their school so I guess it's not that easy it's easy for us because we know each other for you guys out there do come to us <laughs> with ideas we would love to hear them um and yeah if you want to record something for the podcast or a youtube idea for michelle do send her text uh any last words any word of advice any quotes you like to share <laughs> one quote that i think only the 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 three of us can understand is yo <laughs> i laughed too hard at that <laughs> um yes but also like i think um if the podcast goes goes live um we we probably won't have our cameras on because like, i've just been doing random stuff but like for the viewers at home for the no for the listeners for the ears at home um i am currently wearing a green shirt and the reason why is because jacob chusi is like one of i i see it green like green is one of our colors right so Oh my god, I should have worn blue shirt because we're currently in the blue season. But yes, anyways, like I, yeah, it, it was an occasion and I wore a, blue, a green shirt, just so you know. It's not even the right shade, by the way. Let's not talk about it. They can't see it. It's just green. It's <laughs> green, just saying. I put the green in, I put, no, okay, I'm gonna shut up. I mean, in terms of color, I'm, well, it's not, well, they, they'll never know. But I'm also wearing something blue. <laughs> and Michelle as well. I don't yeah. know about Faye. So something gray. Yeah, <laughs> gray. Any last words before? I feel like I'm I'm just dragging this on. <laughs> I mean, I'm enjoying it, but yeah. I think we could end with a one-liner. <laughs> I don't know. It would be good for marketing. <laughs> I'm just I'm in my marketing hat right now. We all start somewhere and we continue to go. Oh my god, Faye! Ah. My battery is at 1%. Faye's last words is my battery is at 1%. Tragic. Yeah. I mean, it sort of describes us sometimes, you know? Um, we're sort of, we always run on 1% of battery. Oh, that's just sad. <laughs> what is your one-liner, Michelle? I shouldn't have said that not to come up with something clever. This will take a minute. I haven't used my brain in like six weeks. Also, in the meantime, um, Shiba has been present throughout this whole meeting because he is also a constitutive part of Jenko Chosi, just so you know. Um, and for words of advice, like, I don't know, because like, we, I don't feel like we're, we're in a position to give advice out because the advice only works for us because we know, because it's a very specific context onto which we work. And that is a context of sort of familiarity. So we all fit into each other very well um but we can we can make another podcast about it and as we've said like we can create a whole like resource center of advices in the future yeah we could just be like a whole resource center for everything honestly we'll be the yeah. next google like in 10 years time <laughs> we're coming going to be your one-liner we're going to be the next google <laughs> okay that that's that's not okay no 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 i don't want google to come for me we are not gonna be the next google google if you're watching okay that's that's because my one-liner we are not gonna be as good as google in 10 years time thank you <laughs> yes because definitely google like tunes in like just google the you never you never know you never know who's spying on you camera <laughs>
All right, then. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this one hour. Well, I don't know. Michelle might cut it down. Um, <laughs> she, she'll censor us. <laughs> she'll cut down to like five minutes. <laughs> we hope that um, our discussions, I don't know, spark something in your brain about something. <laughs> um, and we, yeah, uh, look forward to the things we'll be doing and we look forward to interact with more with you guys. Um, and yeah, bye bye. Wow. You have to oh, say something. Have to be audible, but no. I'm like, <laughs> you waving. Oh.